There's a lot of tiny Bibles up here. I don't know what all these are. I'm going to put them down here. Because you know I get distracted by bright colors and stuff. <laughs> don't need to, any help up here. Uh, we are, uh, this is the second to last sermon in a series that we're spending on the Great Commission. And last week we talked about baptism in a sense. Um, and this week I want to I emphasize what Jesus said about teaching people. And I, we were, I've, I've had this in my mind all week. And we were driving home last night after the cookout we had over here. And, I, and the, the lightning was just all in the sky. And the girls said, said Daddy, what, is, what makes lightning? And I said, ah, it's a... Uh, well, here's my problem. I knew that if I just waded into that, I'd have to explain what a cold front was, what a warm front was, what a front was, Maybe warm. Um, I there was is it, one of those things where if, if you ask the question, the answer has questions, and I, I think, well, how do you say warm? What's a what's what's a warm front? It's an imaginary line that it, that meteorologists draw with mark. Uh, like, I'm, I don't know. And so, so um, and, and w- what I love about children is that they're constantly asking questions about things. Questions, most of which I know nothing about. I mean, you, you, and you, you, this might not be, you might not think this is true about you, so you might have to admit it to yourself. About most things, you know very little. Now, some of you may be really good at one or two things, and you know, know a lot about that. But the, your brain doesn't have enough energy for the rest of it. You, you're, you're good at a thing. And that's why, you know, um, sometimes people will say, I don't, I don't know why my husband can remember all of these stats for all of these baseball players, but can't remember our anniversary. That's, well, that's exactly why is he's taken up his brain with all of those numbers. When's our anniversary? 347. Uh, batting average. I don't... Like, we don't know. So, you only have enough brain... You only have so much brain space and so much expertise, and your expertise can't be about everything, and so you're, you're just going to have to be good at a thing, and that's great. And praise God for the fact that you're good at that thing or that you know a lot about that thing and then you have to use that information to help uh you have to use that information to help um glorify god and help guide your life and make money for the most like those of you who are really good at sports no sports you might coach if you're really good at band you might or music you might teach music if you're uh good working on cars then that's what you do that's what uh, that that's what you know. But then kids come along and they remind you you don't know anything. I, I, I get really excited when my kids ask me a question about the Bible. And then I realize, okay, how do I not 
How do I not say the word hermeneutic right now? <sighs> I, to explain it in ways that they understand. You were teaching them. We're teaching them how to do things, um, how, to, how to accomplish things, and it can be hard. Jesus, uh, read the, uh, the Great Commission once again. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they, had saw, when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them, or walked toward them, into their group, and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Real quick, stop right there. Um, the, the sentence structure is funny, but it's actually translated really well into English. And if you pay attention to it, it makes sense. Um, go is an imperative, right? Imperative means this is something you must do. It, there's an implied you. You go. Go. Make disciples is the main verb of the sentence. From make disciples, we have two, um, two other verbs that are baptizing and teaching. And the way the sentence is constructed is it implies the way you make disciples is you baptize and you teach. Go, make disciples by baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And this is the second part of making disciples and teaching them to obey Everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. We'll talk about that next week. But this, the, the, the way he lays this out and says, baptizing them into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, is pretty simple and pretty hard. So most things in the Bible that are uh, very complicated to understand are very easy to put into practice. And most of the things that are very easy to understand are very difficult to put into practice. And so the, the simple teaching of uh, baptizing them into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, is that, that act is easy. But actually giving all of yourself, immersing all of yourself, as we talked about last week, into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, actually living out a baptized life is difficult. And teaching them to obey every command that Jesus has given to the disciples might be simple in theory. But have you ever taught somebody to do something for the first time? Taught somebody... Uh, the correct form. I've been, uh, I play golf like three, four times a year. And I've been um, swinging the wrong way for so long that if someone came and tried to correctly adjust my swing, it would take a while. It'd be hard for them to just say, come in and do this, do that, do this, do that. And so there's the, the corrections in muscle memory, the corrections in in habit, in practice, uh, would take a, a, just that. It would take practice. It would take me failing at it over and over again before I've actually accomplished it. And see, teaching people to obey the commands of Jesus can 
be very frustrating. Notice he doesn't say, baptizing them, this is how you make disciples. You baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and um, teach them all of the commands that I taught you. He says, teaching them to obey all of the commands I have taught you, and that could take years. We could run through the commands of Jesus in about, uh, if we wanted to catch all of them, we could run through them in about an hour and a half at the most. And so we're going to try that. Uh, <laughs> no, we're, we're uh, we, can, we, can, we can just intellectually know what Jesus commanded pretty quickly, and most of us do. Most of us can can tell you, well, that's, uh, I, I know what Jesus has asked of us. And even if we want to make it very simple, we could, we could spend an hour and a half on it, or we could spend two sentences. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all of your mind, and all your strength. That's, I'm adding one there. And love your neighbor as yourself. That's very simple, remember? Easy to comprehend, hard to do, hard to put it in practice. So he's saying, teach them, but don't just teach them the words. I think sometimes that's our problem. Is we're fine, we're fine with our bullhorns proclaiming what people should be doing. But it's hard to sit around the table with people who aren't doing what they should be doing, people who know what the commands are, but don't do it. Which I think might could be all of us from month to month. I think we've all fallen into that. I know what God has called me to do, but I don't do it. See, we're not being taught the commands. That's not making disciples. Teaching the world what Jesus said is not making disciples. Teaching them to obey what Jesus said, and that takes practice, that takes patience, that takes dedication to another human being. That takes relationship. I can't teach somebody to do something regularly unless, unless I'm with them. Unless I'm there whenever they, whenever they don't obey. And I can say, hi, I got you. No, you don't say that. You say, you, you say I've been there too. I can pray with you. I'm there with you. Teaching people to obey the commands of Jesus takes a regular and serious commitment to their lives. And you're going to be frustrated by those people. The goal of discipleship, the goal of Christianity is not an intellectual understanding of God. That helps sometimes. But I know people who can, um, who know their Bible backward and forward. Just backward and, I mean, they, they know, I don't know why you need to know it backward, but they do. They, they know who Bildad is. He's in Job. He's one of Job's friends. They know Bildad's problem and how Elihu told him right. They know stuff like that. And they are horrible at football games. 
They can't control their temper when that ref obviously wants the other team to win. Man. They are horrible at, at um, whenever their kids aren't acting well in stores. They get embarrassed and then they, they lose their mind. Like, we, we can know anything we want to know, but unless it affects our lives, unless it affects our actions, we haven't been taught to obey. Making disciples is about baptizing them and then teaching them to obey. Now, sometimes I think we get that wrong, that backward. See, I, 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 I was part of a church camp, been a part of a church camp for a really long time, and we had to make a rule at this church camp, um, and we named it after the girl. I'm not going to give her name. I don't know if she listens online or whatever. But we named it after this girl who every year came back to church camp and said, I didn't know what I was doing last year when I got baptized at this church camp, and now I know. I know what I need to do. And then, like, after the third time, we were like, I don't think... Um, you, want, you don't want to be like, I'm not baptizing you. Like, but that's how we felt. And then she would come forward and she said, I didn't know what I was doing. And so what we would do is we, we actually started printing out this little paper. We would just have this little paper. Right? We didn't have to print it out. We'd just say, write down why you're doing this. Do you believe? It was simply, I believe that Jesus is resurrected, that he's the Son of God, and that he's king. I believe that Jesus is who he says he is in the Bible. That's, that's it. And... They would say, yes, I do. Sign it. But then the response would come back, but I, didn't, I don't feel like I knew enough. Who in the world knows enough when they give their life to God? Who in the world knows enough? I was 12. I was still iffy on the holiday mascots. And here I am saying, I give my life to Jesus. I would like to say that's the best a preacher's ever danced around that one. <laughs> I just set a record. That was, I, but like, I, I didn't, I obviously know more now than when I was 12. I'm obviously a better human than when I was 12. I'm wiser than when I was 12. I, I I mean, obviously, we have grown and we've learned. The problem is, is that sometimes, particularly in the Church of Christ, and I don't know how this goes to all you Baptists out there, but particularly in the Church of Christ, we would, like, we put a high price on knowing the facts. And I would think, well, I didn't know that. Oh, was it for real? Jesus says, go into all the world and baptize people and teach them. See, we proclaim the gospel to get baptized. We tell people Jesus is alive to get baptized. We have to hear the gospel so that we can be baptized into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
And we are baptized so that we can obey the commandments. You can't obey the commandments of Jesus without Jesus. It seems simple to say, but you, the, the way we've acted sometimes, we don't, it's like we don't believe it. But you can't follow Jesus until you've committed to following Jesus. You're not going to... People, people who don't have Jesus shouldn't be expected to follow the, the commandments of Jesus. That's a big mistake of ours in the church. We'll look at the, the world today. The morals. Ethics. Do they have Jesus? If they don't, they, we should, they should not be held to the same standard that Jesus holds me to by me. Because I can't do the things God has called me to do without God. Neither can you, and neither will they. We are going into the world, and we are, we are, we are evangelizing the world. We're telling them the good news. Evangelize just means tell good news. We are baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And now with that new relationship, they are able to hear and obey the teachings of Jesus. We can't make sure they're right before they're saved. We can't force them to be good before they have the gospel. And when we teach them to obey, it's going to take our time and our patience and our practice because we're not just teaching them facts. These are not flashcards. These are not mem memorizing your multiplica multiplication facts. It's, it's practice. Trying and succeeding and failing over and over again in community with people who are all heading toward the kingdom of God. That's why I think being a part of a community of God is so important. Being a part of a church is so important because I'm not doing this that well on my own. I need other people. I don't want my ceiling to be just my own capability. We are making disciples by being with the people that need to learn. People we've baptized who are, come, they, they come out of the water saved and sin-free, but they're still an emotional mess. That's fine. That's how it works. That's how you are. That's how I am. And we teach them to obey, not just teach them to memorize. I would rather have someone who intimately and desperately loves the people around them than someone who can tell me all the places in the Bible where it's commanded. I would rather have someone who just, I don't, I don't, can't, can't quote you anything, but I know I've got to love and serve, and so I love and serve. Oh, man, church full of doers will outrun a church full of thinkers every time. And so 
We are, we are called to get to the doing. Now, yeah, absolutely, need some thinking. Thinking is necessary. The Bible is the Bible. Like, it's the Word of God, and we are, we spend, I spend a lot of time in it. Some of you spend a lot of time in it, and some of you are um, working through the year, the Bible in a year in the bulletin. Um, those will also be on our Facebook page. That Maybe you're working through that, and it's the first time you've ever, um, did some of you read the story of Sodom and Gomorrah to your children on accident? I did that one. You think I'd know better. I got in, I was like, and the men said, bring the angels out here because we want to be mean to them. I was just translating it on the fly. But if you don't, if you don't know that story, just look it up. Um, but that was, like, we do need some thinking. But we can overthink this and get in our own little hole and, and, and try, to, try to rework it and try to... I, 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 don't, I don't care how many books you read about the ocean. It's, it doesn't compare to seeing the ocean. It doesn't ca- compare to being on the ocean. I've never been on the ocean. It, there's just something about... N- a difference between knowing and experiencing. And yes, we do need to know the commands of Jesus so that we can teach people to obey the commands of Jesus, but we aren't just teaching them the commands of Jesus. We're teaching them to obey the commands of Jesus. The baptized, the believer who believes that Jesus is alive is going to need us to stand with them as their church and teach them not just the commands, but to obey the commands. And it's going to take time. Um, it's a point of practice is to do the things you know to do, but the things you do imperfectly over and over again, not maybe until you've do them uh, perfectly, but so you do them better. My freshman year of college, I uh, I learned to play guitar instead of instead of go to class, which turned out to be a bit of a mistake. But I got my degree, and now I know guitar. So win win, right? But anyway, I was watching some guy play guitar, and he was he was playing faster than I could. And at that point, I was always I was only on on one string. I was only going down, bang, you know, and I'd try to hit it again. When he said, no, you got to double pick. Double pick is go down, up, down, up, down, up as fast as you can. And so to practice that, you just had to go. Yeah, you get the point. In your room, just as quick as you can and try to relax. And it just took some time. At first, it was awful. And then when you got it down, Still sounded awful until you added some other things. Notice I did that. I don't play guitar that fast. I'm, that's not me. This is Van Halen. <laughs> or Stephen Curtis Chapman. I don't care. Whoever you listen to. But, like, it took practice. It took, it took you doing something and being bad at it. And the problem is, I think, sometimes Christians think 
that because they're bad at being a Christian right now, that it's something that they should sort of give up on. But being bad at it is the first stage of being good at it. It's the first step. Knowing, knowing that you're failing is the way to succeed. So we hope that you stick with it. Because you may know the commands, but you're just not great at obeying them just yet. Stick with us. Because we're willing to help each other be disciples here. When we've been baptized into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we're willing to sit with each other and teach each other to obey the commands of Jesus. And that's going to take time. And you read all of Paul's letters. Paul is constantly griping at those people. People he's baptized into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They've been baptized. They've given their life to Jesus. And he's writing them and saying, what are you guys doing, you ninnies? I always, sometimes I say words and I get worried. They're like swear words in Australia. I don't think that's one of them. But the... He, he gets frustrated with them and says, well, no, do I got to remind you that Jesus is alive? He says to the Corinthians. Do I got to remind you what Jesus did for you? He says to the Galatians. The answer, Paul, obviously is yes. Yeah. I need that. I need my church to tell me what Jesus has commanded and to help me obey it. I need people who I've been around from this church, who will say, I don't, I don't want to gossip. And then not gossip, which is fantastic. Most of the time when someone says, I don't want to gossip, they just plunge right on through. I don't want to gossip. But she said at the first time. But I've been around people who said, I don't, uh, listen, I don't, that's not my story to tell. I don't want to talk about that. But I just think you should probably pray for them or check up on them. They don't indulge. That's beautiful. That's obeying the commands of Jesus. That's loving others. You guys inspire me to look more like Jesus. I need that from you. And the people on this side of the room need it from the people on this side of the room. Because we're not just teaching facts here. We're hoping to teach each other how to obey what God, what through Jesus, has commanded us. And those are really hard to do sometimes. And it's really hard to have the patience to sit with people who you know, if you think, I, if, I could just, if I could live their life for a week, I'd fix everything that's wrong with them. But that's the problem, isn't it? Is you haven't lived their whole life up until this point now. And we see everything through the shoes that we walk. We see everything through the parents that we had. We see everything through the, our life experience. And we don't judge their moment in the view of their whole story. They're going somewhere. They're bad at it now, but they might be good at it later. If we stick with them. And if you stick with me, and if I stick with you. I'd say uh, baptizing them into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit makes Christians. 
teaching them to obey all of the commandments that I have given to you makes churches. We've got to do that as a group. I'm just not as good at it, good at it as you're supposed to be. And we need each other. So if you want to become a disciple, today's the day to start if you haven't started. Today's the day to become a Christian, to be baptized into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And today's the day to enjoy your church as we teach each other how to obey the command of Jesus. If you need anything this morning, whether you want to be baptized, you want to recommit your life to, that, to the life of Jesus, whatever you need this morning, please come forward while we stand and sing. Have I no 